baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. increase be weaponized but we have to admit that what we've been doing is wrong and we need to find a way to correct the course in the future we can't continue down this path that is house representative nancy mace ahead of a high-level meeting at the white house today as new house speaker kevin mccarthy is scheduled to meet with president biden over the pending debt limit well what does this mean for the country and how will it impact your family most importantly, joining us is CBS White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Thanks for being with us. Hey, you bet. It's good to be with you. So where is this looming deadline right now? Where does it stand? Well, it's months away. I mean, this today is a meeting that allows the two men to begin their discussions. Uh, there's no immediate threat, as in the next few weeks, that uh, the United States government's going to, for the first time, default on its obligations. And you're going to have markets tanking and uh, people potentially losing their jobs and all the horrible things that we fear. This is an opportunity for the two men to sit together at the table and talk about their philosophies. Yesterday, the White House put out a memo and said that it, it, the, the president would ask the speaker if he would commit to uh, doing what he could to prevent the first ever default. And the second question is, OK, Mr. Speaker, what is your budget proposal? Because what the White House has been doing up until this point is suggesting based on past statements, past proposals, that the Republicans intend on cutting Social Security and Medicare. It's important to step back and talk about the broad universal things that we're discussing here, not just the $31.4 trillion, it's higher than that now, uh, of debt that the United States has, has accumulated over the years. But going forward into the future, the many more uh, liabilities that the American government faces when it comes to the two most important programs, Social Security and Medicare. The trustees for Medicare says it has about three to five years of solvency remaining, and Social Security about a dozen years, unless Congress does one of two things, either agrees to cut benefits or raise taxes. The two parties have very different views on how to tackle this epic problem, and that's really the bigger picture here, not just this immediate question of the debt ceiling, which is a statutory cap on the government's borrowing authority. The debt ceiling question allows for the two parties to get at the much larger epic question. Stephen, if the debt ceiling isn't raised this time around, will there be an immediate impact on us felt by Americans? Well, as I said, if the United States government is not able to pay the, tr the people who hold Treasury securities because it can no longer borrow more money to meet uh, the other obligations that it has to retirees, to medical providers. But essentially what we're talking about is the government every year spends more money than it takes in from us, from those of us who work and pay taxes. It spends much more. The Republicans say that has to stop, that we've got to come to a point where the American government uh, is run just like states and just like family budgets, and we only spend what we take in. But that's not something that is, uh, has happened in more than two decades. It's just not the way that Washington works, for better or for worse. 
I mean, you could, uh, you know, there were allegations of hypocrisy that Republicans were profligate spenders when Donald Trump was president. And they gave away the store, Democrats would say, with their tax cuts, which the Democrats argue were irresponsible. Republicans say, but yes, but look at the economic growth we had. And Democrats would say, well, yes, but then you're going to come back and say that we have this debt problem. Well, you were responsible for that. So the bigger question about what happens if there is no agreement and what happens if we go over the fiscal cliff, it's hard to imagine. But the last time we faced this, we were on the precipice of this when we had divided government during Barack Obama's presidency. John Boehner was Speaker of the House. We were going off the fiscal cliff. There was an agreement on, on an increase in the debt ceiling, that debt limit. The, the, the Treasury couldn't sell more securities and it couldn't potentially meet its all, all of its obligations. And the uh, credit rating agency uh, said that the United States government was not a solid investment as it had been in the past. And that led to a decrease in the stock market. We don't, no one wants to see that. Certainly Republicans don't want to see that. But they also think that they want to use this moment for leverage to achieve commitments from the Democrats in the White House and the Democrats in the Senate to turn off the spigot a bit when it comes to spending. That sounds fine in principle. When it gets down to the specifics, you have deep, deep divisions here because the Republicans are not quite entirely sure amongst themselves as to whether they want to cut, for example, defense spending. Some Republicans say that the U.S. government has been spending too much money to help defend Ukraine. Democrats say, certainly the president does, that it's important to stand with the freedom fighters in Ukraine against the Russian aggression. Uh, the uh, question about domestic spending is uh, widely varied, right? It gets into, uh, to a certain extent, social policy. And Republicans believe that there's just simply waste and fraud and abuse across the, uh, the, the way that agencies spend money. Democrats, as a matter of philosophy, believe that government on the whole does does good things and therefore a cut would, would result in uh, harm or damage to real people, vulnerable people. So these are deep, deep philosophical divisions. But when you get into the specifics, it's even harder to achieve a compromise. Today's meeting at the White House in the Oval Office between the President of the United States and the Speaker of the House is the first opportunity to achieve what I think everyone hopes will happen, some sort of compromise to avoid the United States going off the fiscal cliff, to avoid uh, a lack of an agreement on the debt ceiling later this year. But beyond that immediate question, I have to say it again, the bigger, broader structural crisis the United States faces when it comes to Social Security and Medicare and ensuring those programs can continue into the future, that's a big challenge that both parties are in the, just beginning to take on. That's going to be a part of today's meeting, too. We always appreciate the update. Stephen Portnoy, our CBS White House correspondent. Thanks for the time this morning. You bet. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.